Welcome to Brand Growth Heroes, the podcast that explores how insurgent brands in consumer goods categories are driving transformational growth. Here our guests talk not only about their brand purpose or why, but also how where they play, who they employ, and how they work has driven their incredible success. I came across something massive when I was in Paris at the end of March this year. I'd been asked by Kantar to speak at their 50th anniversary celebrations. It was to be in one of those gorgeous, huge old theatres in the Opera District in Paris in front of 800 people. As you can imagine, I was pretty excited but very daunted. So one of the first things I did was to Google the other speakers to find out who I was up against. And this is when I came across the sensational French insurgent grocery brand called C'est qui le patron, which translates as who's the boss. As C'est qui le patron is going to be called the consumer brand in the UK, I'll call it that from now on. The consumer brand is a cross-category brand that has been created by consumers to ensure fair prices to farmers and producers. It was launched two years ago in one of the most traditional, inflexible, difficult to negotiate and costly grocery markets in Europe, in my humble experience that is. And yet, in only two and a half years, it has revolutionised more than a few grocery categories in France, is now turning over more than 120 million euros in sales has a portfolio of more than 30 products and is bought by 11 million French people already. And here's the thing, all of this was done with no advertising, no field sales and very little traditional negotiation with grocery buyers. So besides the fact that I think of all of you listeners out there need to know about this massive thing that's happening in French grocery and is coming your way very soon and even start planning for it, I also want to explore the drivers behind this incredible growth. I spoke to the founder, Nicolas Chaban, a few weeks ago, and the interview is available in both French and English, with the English voiceover kindly provided by my partner, Juan. Thanks, Juan. Nicolas Chaban, je suis ravi. Nicolas Chaban, I'm delighted to have you here with us on Brand Growth Heroes. How are you? Très, très bien. I'm really good, thank you. Really, really good. Donc, Nicolas, vous êtes en train avec... So, Nicolas... With Sequilo Patron, or as it's going to be called in the UK, the consumer brand, you've created and are creating a real revolution, not only in the way we consume agri-food products, but also in the value chain of many supermarket categories. Could you explain to our listeners what the consumer brand is and give them an idea of the size of the revolution that you've triggered in grocery retail and, and agri-food business in France? Okay, so it's a really great question because with the consumer brand, everything has moved really, really quickly. It's the first time in the world that consumers are creating their own brand. Basically, it's the first brand created by consumers. With the new tools available to us all, such as digital technology and social media, as consumers, do we now have the possibility to understand how a food product is actually put together and made and how much it costs? And once we've done that... Can we decide for ourselves the exact specification of a product that we want to launch into retail grocery in a format and at a cost that takes other things into account outside of the aggressive economic logic of simple profit? So as consumers, we decided to really try and understand what is our money being used for? And the best way of understanding this was to determine ourselves what our money should be spent on. And this meant very simply defining the product specification ourselves rather than leaving it up to the traditional manufacturers to decide for us. So we decided that the best way of doing this was to ask some simple, big questions. For example, do you want the product you're buying to allow the producer to earn a just living from his profession? Do you want this guarantee? And we said, 
yes, that's important for us. And we asked, should we take away genetically modified ingredients from the feed for the animals that would be ingredients in these products? And should we care about the environment by limiting the impact of transport in the production of this product? Eight simple questions behind the creation of each product that allow us to decide what exactly the product to be launched by our brand, the consumer brand, will be. And obviously, every criterion that we chose for the product spec has an impact on the final price of the product. So what that means is, not only are we consumers deciding on the product spec, but also on the final price of the product. And so that's how this business was born in France. Thanks to these recent technological advances that allow us to come together to make these decisions. And yes, it's true, it's a little revolution that's been coming uh, bigger and bigger because in just a few months, without any marketing, any ads on the TV, without advertising campaigns and without any field sales team going into retail stores, because we had absolutely none of that. That's how the consumer in France has created a brand that is the biggest success in the history of food brands for a new brand. Never before has a new brand grown so quickly and it's a really fabulous story because behind the numbers... There are producers from farming and agriculture who have refound their smiles and are now able to live from their professions. And in return for that, they're making high quality products that consumers are requesting and are willing to pay for. And that's really a summary in a few minutes, but it's a magnificent collective adventure, a surprise for everyone. Nobody was expecting the kind of numbers we're seeing. And a new kind of hope also, because it's allowing us to change many, many things. Donc. So the consumer brand is, is a cross-category brand, as we would say in English. And how many brands do you have that sit under the umbrella of C'est qui le patron, or the consumer brand in France? So now we currently have 29 products that have been launched, soon to be 30 this year. And these are all agri-food products, of course. That is to say, for the most part, these are products that have had a direct impact for farmer producers. For example, milk, butter, honey, apple juice. We as consumers really stuck to the idea that every product should be fair and must allow their producers to live from their craft. So we arrived at 30 products, which are all similar in terms of the principles underpinning them. Because when you leave the now old-fashioned marketing logic and expectations of marketing departments and agencies, and you put together the common sense of people, and you ask consumers to answer some simple questions on fairness and quality and protection of the environment and nutritional profile, and you realize that you get answers that are all quite similar, yet don't resemble at all what marketing has told us for 40 years. Basically, the products that marketing has imagined, dreamed for us over the past 40 years, really are being moved out of the way to make room for products that are being made by the people who are going to consume them and protecting the people who are producing them. So 30 products, wow, in, in how many months? So all in all, 30 products in two and a half years. And this is also a really big surprise. No other brand has moved so quickly in terms of new product launches. And it's not to boast about the numbers that I'm saying all of this. It's to pay homage once again to the simple consumer. We didn't have any offices. We didn't have any real formal business set up at the beginning. We didn't have a business plan. Nothing like that had been done. It was simply the collective desire to change the products that we consume by creating them ourselves. It's quite surprising to see that without any of the traditional business world structures and trappings like a business plan or advertising or field sales force, just the simple consumer, we are performing much better than big food brands who are 
by the way, now trying to understand the secret behind the success of the consumer brand. So if, if I'm a consumer who goes into a French supermarket that has listed many of your products, what am I going to see? Let's imagine, for example, that I'm an English person or an Irish person on my holidays and I go into a French supermarket and I've never come across C'est qui le patron or the consumer brand before. Okay, so if you come into the store and you don't know the brand, you're going to recognize it quite easily because all the products are single color. On the packaging, we've taken off any type of traditional marketing messages like little bees or fields to denote natural milk and so on, because we decided that this type of slightly superficial marketing is now old-fashioned. And nowadays, we as consumers want to know what our purchase is going to achieve, and for that we need simple clear information. The first piece of information that we put on the packaging, and you'll see it, and you'll see it every single time, is this product pays a fair price to its producer. This milk pays a fair price to its producer. This apple juice pays a fair price to its producer. These eggs and so on. It's really simple, but this message is so important in France. I know it is in other countries too, so we decided that that should be the first message on every pack, the most important message on every pack. And was this your original mission, to pay a fair price to the producer, or was it to give power to the consumer, or was it a mix of both? So you've got to come back to the beginning, to the real reasons that are actually behind the incredible, unexpected and immense success of this brand. I think that they're really good reasons. They're not business revenue or profit drivers. It's not all about earning money, because that wasn't the objective. The real driver behind all of this was that as shoppers and consumers, we want to support products that have been fairly produced so that we can be sure that we're not passively supporting the fact that the producer is not able to earn a proper living. So this is really where we started, basically by asking, how do I start to be able to buy products and to be sure that at the other end, the producer is smiling when he's making this product for us. And to the business world, it seemed that this driver that underpins what we're doing seemed a little bit incomprehensible. In reality, they never look at this side of things. They'd never looked at this side of the equation before. When our first product, which was on milk, was launched onto the market, we hoped for about 5 million litres in sales in the first year. And at the end of two and a half years, we're at 130 million litres of milk. And if there's a moral to the story, it's that when you ask those who consume products how they want those products to be, the answer is totally different to what advertising agencies and marketing departments have created for us for years. I suppose what we've done is we've closed the gap between our expectations as consumers and the actual products themselves. And these products that are under the consumer brand umbrella is it true that they're sometimes more expensive than the incumbent products on the market, but, but even so, consumers and shoppers are buying them? So not all of the products are more expensive than the products currently in the supermarket aisles. We were even surprised to find that our apple puree, which everyone says is an absolutely lovely product made without any added sugar, without extra packaging to minimise environmental impact and so on. Well, this particular product is less expensive. In fact, a lot less expensive than big food brands' versions of the same product. And it's fairly produced. So the equation is also possible this way around. But yes, sometimes the products end up being a bit more expensive. However, what we discovered is that to buy yourself products at a fair price, a price that is fair for the producer, and also improve the quality of the product, doesn't in reality cost a lot more. Well, let's take milk as an example. 
For milk, it's eight centimes per litre extra to create a product that allows the producer to make a living. And you know that in France, we consume about 50 litres per person per year. So there's a simple calculation you can do. If I add up eight times 50, it works out at four euros per year extra for the cost of my milk. By spending this extra four euros, my purchase becomes a purchase that allows me to have a milk that is free of genetically modified feed to cows. The cows are happy they're eating grass outside in pasture for more months of the year. So for a few more cents and a few more euros per year, we can transform what we eat. And this is valid for apple juice, for butter, for cooking oil. We discovered that to pay the producers of rapeseed oil in France, which is our most common cooking oil, it was enough to add one euro twenty per year to our purchases. And it's incredible that nobody has ever given us this information before. So these questions that we put to consumers in the online questionnaire in order to define the product spec actually ended up educating them about how the product is made, you can see that answering these really simple questions and the direct impact the answers have on the final price of the product, it's completely redrawn the food map of France. And what this does is really hand the cards back to the consumer. And this morning we saw an article that's just come out, which shows that this brand, created by consumers, has had an economic impact on the entire milk category and all of the big branded milks, who had never imagined creating a more fairly produced milk, are now starting to launch products that are more fairly produced. And 25 brands now have followed our lead in the milk category, which has now really changed. And it's the same across many categories. Lots of big brands are asking us, how do we make this transition? So the consumer is actually the boss now. And in every country in the world, different as they may be to France, consumers have their desires and expectations for products. We just need to express this and make sure that our money is going to the right place. And basically, there are only winners here. There are no victims in this new paradigm, if you like. We're able to consume differently, more sustainably and more equitably for the producers. Donc, ce matin, je me suis assise avec ma fille qui est... Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, th this morning, I sat down with my daughter, who's nine and a half, and we went to your website, uh, the French one, uh, c'estquilepatron.com, and we spent half an hour together choosing the criteria that we thought were important for the type of chicken that we'd like to be able to buy in the supermarket. And this, of course, would translate into the product spec, which would create a new chicken product that you would launch... So I suppose what we were doing for listeners is voting for the type of chicken that we wanted to be able to buy in the future. And the thing that surprised me was when I saw the way in which my daughter was really engaged in this exercise together, like she was beside me and she wanted to be beside me, which is unusual. And we were engaged in this together and it just struck me. She was really interested in the subject and she started to understand that if we add linseed to the feeds of the chickens, then this would have a direct impact on the price we would pay in store. And I don't know, it was just really touching because I said to myself, there must be families all over France who are sitting down together, engaging in this activity to choose the product spec of new products coming out that would, would allow them to give a better quality of life to farmers and producers in France. And it was just really touching. So what you're saying is it is really touching and it's exactly what we're seeing here in France. And to know that you're feeling the same way in another part of the world shows that common sense and 
goodwill doesn't have any borders. In fact, they are characteristics that we all share as humans and consumers, so it's really lovely what you're saying. The generation that's growing up now has another way of seeing things. They're much more clued into the protection of the environment, to animal welfare, to nutrition. And this generation is really going to want to know where the products on their table are coming from. And the ability to be able to choose where your products are coming from means that you can say to yourself, what I'm doing right now means that these chickens are raised outside, there's animal welfare in place, that they're not eating God knows what and then becoming something that I don't want near my dinner plate. And all of these simple questions lead to a product that is worth the extra euros a year. Les euros Est-ce qu'on peut expliquer à notre audience? So, can we explain to our listeners then, how does this actually work in terms of, you know, you've really changed an awful lot of shopper and consumer behaviour in terms of how this works. So, consumer sits down uh, in front of your website on their computer and they choose the criteria that's important to them in order to create a finished product. And that's a massive change in, in consumer or shopper behaviour that you're bringing to the value chain. Can we explain all of these changes to our listeners? Can we explain that? Très concrètement, on va prendre l'exemple du lait, qui est ce bleu qui est là. Yes, of course. Okay, let's take the example of milk, which we said is selling 130 million litres of milk since we launched. So why was this successful? Because for the first time, before the milk got to the supermarket aisle, the consumer was able to decide what the products would be like. And the first question we asked was, do you want the producer to earn a living from his profession so that he can pay his bills. You could answer no, and the price, which at that point was 69 cents, which is a um, starter level price that you could find for a very low price milk, that price wouldn't change because there was no reason for it to change. But if you answered yes, this would add four cents, which would bring the cost of the product to the supermarket up to 73 cents. And here what I'm describing to you is exactly what happens when you go onto our website and you decide you're going to raise the price of a product, but not without understanding the reasons behind that price rise. You're choosing to change the price based on criteria that are important to you as the consumer. And this is where everything has been turned on its head in France and where it can be turned upside down in the rest of the world too because before when I went into a supermarket looking for milk but I didn't understand the difference between five different milk offerings I, I just took the cheapest we, we all do it but now even though this milk is a little bit more expensive at 99 cents I understand that there is a story behind this price that corresponds with and respects my values what's important to me so these products are sometimes a little bit more expensive, but it means that my purchases actually reflect my beliefs and values. And we now have 30 products that are more fairly produced, more environmentally friendly, more sustainable, and so on. It's so true. It's exactly my experience because what I saw this morning with my daughter was not only did I get the real feeling of having an active role in the creation of a product, I think in France you've coined a new term which is consumatrice instead of just consommateur, which means consumer, and that's just great. But but I also had a new understanding of, of how the products I was voting on were created and how they were priced. And it was like I was getting this new neural map in my brain that I would be able to use for any purchase that I make in the future. And I could see that choices such as having an organic production or choosing a recyclable packaging or a particular feed for the chickens had a very definite impact on the, on the cost of the final product. 
And I really feel like that for the new generation, and in fact, for all of us who make purchases all the time, quite passively, without, without thinking about what goes into these products or why they cost what they cost, you're now offering an opportunity for the average consumer to really understand the value chain so that when they go out and make a purchase in any category, it's an active, conscious act and not a passive one. And that is so powerful. Yes, and this is where the notion of education, of educating the consumer comes in. The idea of understanding the value chain and the power of immediate choice and the immediate impact that they can have. There's something more powerful than the voting booth nowadays, and that's the credit or debit card. And what I mean by this is that all of a sudden our purchases in France and England and in America and on the other side of the world, if all of the consumers in one country decide not to buy a product with extra plastic packaging, then you can have an immediate effect that no form of government or regulatory institution or decision maker can have. So really we're in the new era where firstly we have a desire to understand the world that surrounds us, and this can happen quite quickly, if a few questions can help a consumer understand how a product Product is made. And secondly, we're able to put our money where our mouth is and back up this new understanding with a different type of purchase. And you get the feeling that this idea and this movement could go well beyond agri-food categories and could move into many more areas of our lives as consumers. When we realise that if we all get together to talk about the simple questions, taking away corporate egos and leadership, and just have confidence in our collective intelligence and common sense and come together around simple values and simple common sense, well, then we have an incredible power, our collective energy focused on a cause, which will allow us to change things. We weren't able to do it before now because there were experts, people who decided for us, and we had confidence in these people. But nowadays, with digital and social media and the whole world talking to each other, neighbour to neighbour, now we have confidence in the neighbour beside us who goes and visits the farm to make sure that the extra cents are going to the farmer to help them live a better life. And this close and immediate relationship between us all allows us to gather a collective energy that no government and no big food brand will ever have. I don't know whether you're going to talk about the example of Danone in Morocco in your podcast episodes, but you simply must. It's unbelievable. In Morocco, consumers have said, we don't want to buy Danone anymore for reasons I won't go into now. But over the course of a few, maybe four months, this incredibly big brand has fallen from grace. There have been profit warnings. They've been cancelling dividends. The big boss went over there. And at the end of it, they really haven't been able to get back on their feet. And really, this is a great example of how with social media, when we collectively decide something, Okay, in this case, it's a really destructive effect, and I'd prefer to focus on the positive impact we can have. But we can decide to champion and help people who are doing good things, and together we can very quickly make things change. Yeah, absolutely. So you receive the votes that the consumers make for, for different product attributes on your, on your website, and what do you do then? Okay, so once the product spec is decided on by a certain number of consumers, we find the right producer partner and we say, we would like to launch this product, eggs, milk, chicken, juice, whatever it is. And then at that point, the producer partner is able to develop the products. They have to agree to not only develop and launch the product, but also that we will go and verify every year that every single point in the product spec is being delivered in the right way. So really the brand works in the same way as a license works. The consumers license the producers to create a product which conforms to their clearly expressed wishes. Donc, euh, le relation commerciale... Ah, okay. 
So the commercial relationship is between the manufacturer and the retailer then? It's very simple. You know that we are now launching in eight other countries. There are even products already in the aisles in some other countries because the consumer brand is now developing internationally. But the model is always the same. And that's what allows us to move so quickly. Because, as I said, we had nothing when we started. There were just two of us. And we said, everybody, can you help us? So the easiest way was to create this principle of licensing where the manufacturer or producer makes the product and is also responsible for the commercial relationship with the grocery trade. And this means that we, as the consumer, can very quickly develop a wide range of new products in addition to the large product family we already have and to concentrate on the two things that are most important to us, to decide what the product should be and then to make sure that it ends up being that way as we defined it. And the second part is just as important as the first part. Et quand votre partenaire fabricant décide de and, faire And when your produit, producer partner decides to make this product and go ahead with this and he goes to see the grocery trade buyers and tries to get a product listing, is the buyer's response always positive? Because certainly my experience of French buyers is they tend to be quite rigid about the way they want to negotiate a new product launch and there hasn't been traditionally a huge amount of room for manoeuvre. Ça, c'est un autre point incroyable, uh, c'est que... Yeah, well, that's another incredible advantage here, which is that because the consumer has decided on the final price of the product, which needs to integrate the margin of both the producer and the retailer, there's not much room for negotiation. And this was also a revelation because the final consumer, me or you, says, I'm willing to buy this particular product at this particular price. So there's no valid reason to try and negotiate or try and reduce the price. And the boss in the situation is the consumer because they've already validated the fact that they're willing to pay extra for it. So we move away from the traditional domino effect of massive pressure for the retailer to have the absolutely lowest priced products and be the most difficult and toughest retailer in terms of negotiation, who then passes on this pressure to the manufacturer, who then puts pressure on the least powerful part of the chain, which is his producer or supplier and ask them to reduce their prices. All of this just stops. We have created an opportunity to stop this traditional hemorrhaging of value towards the absolute lowest price and we've stabilized prices at a price that's been pre-validated by those who are going to buy the product and which protects all the parties. Because for a product to be sustainable and fair, there has to be a value chain where everybody earns their living. Not in an over-exaggerated way, but in a sustainable and fair way. Donc, c'est-à-dire que tous les acheteurs dans toutes les catégories... So, is what you're saying then that all the buyers in, in French grocery and all the different categories that your partners have gone to see to try and get products launched, that they've all been happy to take a, a smaller margin because it was their shopper who chose the final price and their margin in, in the value chain? Oh, no, no, we, we didn't make the big mistake that you should never make, which is to say, let's just ask the retailer to take a small margin, because you can imagine that for three months they might support us, but then six months later, at the other end of France, there is a new manager who starts in the supermarket and he takes out the numbers and looks at all the profitability of the different SKUs and says, right, This one isn't making my average margin or hurdle rate, so I'm going to get rid of it. And you can be sure that if this were to happen, we wouldn't be helping the small producers that we're trying to help. So you have to offer a sustainable margin to the trade and be sure that everybody is winning in a sustainable way and a fair way. But you are right in one of the things you say, 
which is that this has been troubling for the retailers, some more than others. We were delighted to see that Carrefour in France, who is one of the giants of grocery retail in France, was one of the first to take our product. Because although it's difficult for a retailer to say no to a product that has been defined and developed by and for consumers, there were retailers, one or two, who were reluctant. And there were some who tried to resist because they wanted to keep the leadership position. A bit of not invented here, that they didn't want to have things decided for them by someone other than their, their own big expertise and their professionalism. But all of that's finished. That's the old way. At the end, even these guys got behind the success of the brand. And what helped was the thousands of letters sent by consumers to their stores saying, we created this brand. This is the way we want things to be. Put it on the shelves. And when the little old lady says to the director of the store where she's been going for 20 years, put that carton of milk down lower so I can reach it. I can't get it when it's on the top shelf. She has no idea, but she's getting the milk in the best position from a merchandising perspective. You can imagine that no field sales force would ever have this power. So all of these incredibly positive and lovely forces aligned in such a way that we have this amazing adventure. And really, I'm just the humble representative who's telling you the story. Really, it's about the millions of consumers everywhere in France who have made the consumer brand a success story. We recently learned that there are 11 million consumers that buy consumer brands products in two and a half years, which is also a never before seen. So, are the rate of sales of your products the best in their categories in the supermarket? Okay, so not for every single product, because there are more recent products that have just launched, which aren't doing as well yet. We don't only have products that have been as successful as our milk, but let's take the example of the milk. The equitable milk designed by consumers under the consumer brand. This is now the best-selling milk in France behind private label after just two and a half years. Not all products perform in the same way. But you can imagine for the big brands, the millions of euros of advertising, the hundreds of field sales staff on the roads, seeing this product created by the simple consumer winning the rate of sale race. It's impressive. And the positives are not just about the numbers because this movement makes these big brands reflect on lots of other things in terms of what's important to consumers. And let's take another example, organic butter. This really is an amazing example. An organic butter, again, created by consumers in terms of its product spec. And one of the questions we asked was, will we add a few cents to this product to help farmers who are in the process of converting from normal butter to organic butter? Because during this period, this conversion period, they don't get the extra margin that organic butter will eventually provide for them. But they do have the costs associated with the changeover. It's a really difficult period financially for them, which discourages many farmers from moving over to organic butter. Consumers asked us to add 15 cents to each pack to help these farmers out. And the grocery retailer said to us, you won't even sell one pack of butter at that price because we're in the process of reducing prices here. You're adding scents that aren't even necessary to the product. Yet, in the space of two years, it has become the best-selling organic butter in France with 20% market share. Everyone is discovering that a product that makes sense, that helps farmers and producers, and even helps the organic farmer of tomorrow, 
that can sell better than the products at a lower price, which don't have the same values or the same backstory. And this is the kind of discovery that we and the retail grocery trade is making now. The third example I'll give you is our eggs. And this hasn't been covered much in the press in comparison with the coverage of the other products I've mentioned. But here I've got to tell you that the rate of sale of eggs under the consumer brand are 1.8 or 1.5 times that of the rate of sale of brands that have been there for 20 years. Still no field sales coming into the store in the morning trying to defend the product's position on the shelf. Instead, it's the store manager that decides that the concept and the product is worth supporting. And what this success due to our collective energy is showing us is that anything is possible. And in other countries where we go, in Greece and Italy and Germany, people are feeling exactly the same way. It's not a feeling unique to France. Everybody wants to reconsider their position in terms of how their purchase behaviour influences the world. And they're saying, I simply don't want to be supporting brands with my hard-earned cash that are contributing to oceans of plastic, that are responsible for the suicide of farmers. They're saying, not with my money. And given that the big brands were just finding it too difficult to make this change, we decided to create our own brand, the consumer brand, and that's how it was born. And the same big brands are now coming to us and saying, we're ready to follow you. And these are huge food brands coming to us. And I can talk about it because they've already spoken about it publicly, but Danone, Nestle, contacting us and saying, this is something we totally missed. We're no longer credible. We even have really negative feedback about our comms when we talk about how we're saving the world and are protecting the children because nobody believes us anymore. And we are humbly coming to pose you a simple question, what should we do? It's extraordinary. It's really like a landslide. And, and what I mean by that is when you have a huge landslide, you could be in the tallest building, the building of 50 floors that's the biggest building in the neighbourhood, but you're going to disappear as quickly as the caravan parked beside you. And you can grab on to all the branches of all the trees and they're going to move too. So we all have to humbly wake up and realise that we have a phenomenal opportunity, which is to talk to each other and decide things together. That we have one strong voting tool, which is the debit card. And we, we realise we are capable of changing the world at an incredible speed. And it's up to people like you to tell the world, to tell the biggest number of people that this is happening. So when are we going to see this brand in the UK and in Ireland and in America? So it's already started happening. There are already consumers starting to get together to launch this in different countries. The brand names have been chosen for each of the different countries. So I imagine it's going to be um, in a few months that the first products will be launched and on exactly the same principle and with a real assurance that this will work in exactly the same way as it does here. Because this isn't like some kind of French recipe that's being imposed on these other countries. Instead, it's a universal, common-sense approach of simple questions that will lead to the right products for that market. The process will find its own natural equilibrium, its own way of working in each of the countries it launches in. Every country is going to find out what is important to their consumers and it's the consumers in that country which will let us know what they want to launch. Nicholas, your story is really amazing and I am really excited about following it from afar uh, on this amazing adventure that you're going on. And I believe that you're fundamentally changing the way in which we do business in retail and in agri-food. And to be honest, it was about time. So I wish you enormous success, not just in France, but also in Great Britain, in Ireland, in America, in Italy and 
all the countries where you're going to launch the consumer brand. And thank you so much for everything you've already done uh, and for everything you're going to do. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for the consumer brand. Well, listen, the sentiment is shared and say hi to the future little boss. Make sure she speaks about this at school. I will indeed. Thank you so much.